0: In association with the Omniverse Comics Guide, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from all over the world. This is episode 291. Boom, we're in. Dave Youth. we're doing another top 10 I like Dave these conversations. Molyneux. Made Molyneux. you The new <laughs> episode with Dave Molyneux. Coming Molyneux at ya. Episode. How you doing, friend? We haven't I'm podcasted for, it feels good. like there's gonna be two back-to-back episodes of us, so people won't know that we haven't chatted for, it feels like, too long. It's just a couple weeks, yeah. So, yeah, it feels weird. But it's nice yeah. to be doing this. Your idea, Idiot. right? Image. Image well, top five. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's just
1: nice to do some stuff that's not Marvel or DC. It's, it's funny. I think part of the thing that inspired the thought, and I want to just break this way that people are thinking, is that someone said to me, do you know what? I, I really, I prefer buying stuff from the big two because at least you know you're going to like it. <laughs>
0: like,
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I used to think too. I was one of those ah, people one, because I used to think I, it same. was it was familiar. So yeah even familiar yeah That's like
1: not liking
0: yeah it doesn't mean it's good yeah and i had to distinguish that it came to a point where i had to realize mm, just because it's superman doesn't necessarily mean you like it be honest yeah. with yourself right so yeah and then and then when i branched off and started to read things outside of the big two i was like oh no Maybe the comics I've been reading all this time suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, they do. The, the thing is,
1: the, the thing with it is though, I find that if there's a really, if there's a good Marvel or DC book, yeah, it'll be good. It's really good. Yeah. But then if you get a, a good indie title, for some reason it seems way better, and I can't explain it. I don't know if it's the freedom to create stuff,
0: but I think most of the books that I give the highest ratings to mm. are not Marvel and DC. There are exceptions. Yeah, uh, when I was talking to Kyle Smith and uh, Katie Swatsky, she made the point. She's like, all the best stories have been told. Yeah, and it kind of yeah, it kind of starts to feel that way after a while, and and us be having that sort of um, FOMO as readers and collectors and wanting to read. What's FOMO again? Fear of missing out. Oh yeah, sorry yeah. Right.
1: I'm dyslexic i can't i can't do you <laughs> no acronyms. that's okay
0: that's okay um it yeah. makes you want to be like well that it's it's really good hey eh, that that marvel book everyone's giving this or that that superman son of El, is getting you know big marks like mm, maybe i gotta read that because i'm not collecting modern stuff but you don't want to miss out on what's the book to read yeah and you cave sometimes
1: but yeah, yeah. At the times i've caved lately i've been disappointed yes every time and and then i'm very rarely disappointed in like if i go there you'll get you won't love everything you'll yeah. pick up an image book or a dark horse book or an only book and go like mm, it wasn't so good but part of it's the writers and part, you know, so a lot of those writers write for marvel and dc as well yeah and so it, you know if you see a writer's name that you recognize and they're doing an image title give it a shot yeah good odds so are you'll like it and possibly like it more
0: what was your first memory of, like, branching off into that next universe, publisher? What what was it that made you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this? I think, um, I remember actually buying some of the image titles when they launched.
1: Right. Back in the day, I had a first issue of Spawn. I gave these away. I had the first four issues of Wildcats, all that kind of stuff. But I just, I, eh, it was not great. And then I went back. I think when I, I mean, I bought the occasional book here and there, if there was hype about it, um, from, I mean, let's face it, DC was virtually indie to me because I never really touched it. Right. But Vertigo, Vertigo was a big one. Um, but image-wise, I think when I stopped reading Marvel in 2016, it felt like there was a ton of back catalogue for me to choose from. And by that point, there's a pretty good marker for what people are remembering because there's stuff that's good. And it's in, the, it's in the spotlight for a moment. And then it's the stuff that lasts. Mm. So people go like, have you ever read this? Because mm. like, you look at something like Akira, people are talking about reading Spider-Man, sticking with Spider-Man, staying with Spider-Man forever. Even when you're going, I swear I've read this story long before, like 30 times. Akira's been around forever and it's a finite story. You know, you get a beginning, middle, and end. There's nothing wrong with having a finite story. It's perfectly normal. Most stories are finite stories. So I jump over to Image, and I'm getting a complete story, you know, for a standalone title. And this is great. And I'm feeling complete. I've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that was part of the feeling that I wasn't getting from mainstream comics mm. because it is never-ending. It's build up to the next event.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think... What was my first taste into that sort of like, try something different. And I, it's hard for me to pinpoint it. If there was a particular book that was hot, there was an interview that I heard where, or something I saw on the shelf, I, I, it's not coming to me. But I definitely know like, and I, I'm, I don't mean to take anything away from your list, but there's two books from Image that I'm not going to list today. Because okay. they're, they're, they're two of my favorite books of all time. Why would you not list them? Because we've ta- I've talked about it so much that it's kind of like, again, so I, I want to... Say, should we say like a Hall
1: of Fame bit at the end of it? Stick them in.
0: No, you'll probably list them.
1: But I'll we'll see. The, the, we'll Maybe. See.
0: We'll see, right? So I think, yeah. I remember reading Alex and Ada. I don't know if you know that series. I've never read that.
1: No, i never read it.
0: And it was kind of, maybe I saw a movie or something that had a tie-in. It's just not coming to me right now. But I dipped my toe in slowly with with image and just to test it. And I started to like the fact that things were finite. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool that this is going to be 36 issues and I'll have a full complete story. That's neat.
1: It's a reward it in is. itself.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It is. I think when they moved away from doing superhero titles in the early 90s, I mean, I don't know when that shift, because I, th- I think it was a slow shift ultimately. Yeah. Um, books like Walking Dead started to take off and yeah. things like that. You know, it was, that was, that was a good time because like, it be- they became, they took o- off, they took over where Vertigo left off. Because my, my first into the stuff that we're talking about, you know, in answer to your question, was stuff like Preacher. Um, Transmetropolitan, stuff like that. You know, and it was all Vertigo. It was right. all Vertigo titles. Right. Um, and not the superhero titles that had bled into Vertigo. Right. But the, the categorical creator-owned stuff. Right. And I think once I'd done that, like the stuff that I was praising, when I would say, like, you've got to read comics, was never the Marvel books that I was buying every title of every month. Right. It was Preacher. It was, it was Transmet. It was I can't remember half the other books I used to buy, but Fables, right? They're they're the strong they're I the strongest think, contenders. I Not the thing I'm constantly.
0: I think that's what it was. It. I think it was something like Fables, and something in the vertical realm. Those those oh and and buying some IDW things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from IDW. I I had listened to podcasts and people praising those books, so I would try that like i know the the ip i grew up on it there's a nostalgia for me but i'm going to go along with a non-major two and see what happens and it's like i actually like this a lot let me try something else that isn't so i tried fables and then i think uh i just had one at the tip of my tongue and i forgot what it was now oh boy it'll come back to me maybe well, yeah, it was things like that that were just part of that zeitgeist of, you know, why the last man? Give it a try, see what it's yes, like. Why the last man? Right? It's things like that that made you go, okay, outside of, oh, this guy wrote, the same guy who did this book is also doing that book. I'll try yeah. it. You start trusting the writer a little bit more.
1: Exactly. And then sometimes they recommend a creator and you go, okay. Yeah. Like, like I'm really looking forward to more than anything at the moment to The Winds of Numasera, which is a dark horse title I don't know nothing about any of the creators on it but it looks like a beautiful book and I'm more hyped about that right. knowing nothing about it than anything else coming out that month including the Marvel Omnis of stuff I've read and I know I love like X Factor Right. No, I think The Winds of Numicera is coming out is it this month or next month it just looks like a beautiful book and the thing is, it's just a different feeling, a different type of excitement.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. You get, um, you know, you're going to get so much more diversity as far as the type of story you can tell, uh, what the writer and artists can do with their yeah. characters. You'll, ne- you'll be guessing because when you read the, the major company titles, you, you know that things are going to be set back. Yeah. Right, there's not going to be any real permanent damage done. But with these books, that's 36 issues, and someone gets their brains blown out. You're like, oh, crap. That's, that's, they're gone. They're gone.
1: Unless it's the story for them not to be, but yeah. Right. It's like Game of Thrones. If you watch Game of Thrones, I love Game of Thrones. Didn't expect to. Not my sort of thing, normally. But I watch Game of Thrones, and part of the appeal of it was that anyone can go.
0: Right.
1: I can really get attached to a character, and there are characters you really do get attached to, Right. and there are stakes.
0: Yeah. So that's that's the feel I get from the right. And and indie a lot books, of times the, the, the indie indie creators in the books, they're really doing something that's important to them. Yeah. Like they're you know, and it's and it's a real labor of love, and it's a story they want to tell, and they've been saving it. Like we didn't, I didn't share this with Marvel because I didn't want. This to be a Spider-Man story. I needed this to be yeah. this guy's story, and that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's
1: it's like because the, the things like the work that goes in and the money that goes in and the time they put in is more because they're not letting DC or Marvels people yeah. do that side of it. So that extra effort is the, the the work. That's why I feel really bad if I give an
0: indie book a a, a really low score. Something like oh, I feel awful. Yeah, this is someone's. <laughs> know baby a lot of
1: work has gone in.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean. It's true. You don't want to be harsh on someone's creator own stuff because it's like, you like it, you like what I came up with. I was like, oh, I just yeah. rather you just write X Men. Just go back to that. <laughs> Keep your ideas to yourself. <laughs> usually, usually though, that's rarely the case. Rarely the case, I find. Yeah,
1: you do, uh, there's old creator. I think works better at the big two. Yeah. Um, but most people it's like all the all the grief Matty Rosenberg got I think his independent stuff is way better
0: yeah um, it's hard it's, to it's get onto a stuff. book that people have their favorite era of like X-Men's so impossible now. X-Men's impossible to get right yeah because there's the expectations of so diversified because there's so many people of different eras reading those characters who hold them in different regards and it's it's too messy yeah, like the only thing people can mostly agree on is the Claremont and Burn era is the gold standard, pretty much, yeah, right? That's yeah. pretty much agreeable. After that, you got people who, I like this guy better or that are Bermuda's era better. Some people hate Morrison. Some people love him. It's always split after that. Yeah. But you're right. When they get onto their their vision, their baby, you get some good stuff. You do get some good stuff. Let's kick it Shall off. See what we've got. Let's kick it off. <laughs> okay, go first. Do start? No, you go first. <laughs> so polite. Um,
1: so I've started. I have kind of got an order to this. I wasn't going to, but I have. So my number five, yes, it, or our number ten, depends how you want to look at it. How we, yeah. Is I, I had to get Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips in yes. to this. Yeah, um, not as like a token gesture. But it's hard, man. It's hard to pick what the favorite is. And oddly, even though I've rated it, I've rated the fade out much higher
0: hmm. than
1: this book, I've actually chosen Kill or Be Killed.
0: Oh, I never read this.
1: Um, it's 20 issues. Completed. Complete. Okay. So it's four trade paperbacks or one deluxe edition. And the deluxe okay. is nice. Very nice. Um and it's, it's, it seems like quite a simple story. There are very few characters. And it's more like a real world. If a guy puts on a, you know, becomes a vigilante and starts taking people out, what actually happens? But there's a bit more to it than that. It's not like in the way that, that um, Kick Ass did. You're right. Um, it's a dude with a ski mask and a shotgun. He's, he's killing people. So, right. and it just gets gradually more complex. gradually worse but it's the, the the thing about kill be killed is even though i thought the first three books were really good the payoff is awesome like the the end makes
0: everything so is it like a vigilante in the way in the same sort of way that incognito was but more grounded
1: i mean like incognito still had that superhero vibe right right didn't it Like with code names and stuff, this guy is literally. I think I'm trying to remember how if who it starts off with. But I think he's like (gasps) taken up a drug
0: dealer. Okay, so he's kind of like a Dexter. What? Like a Dexter? I don't know if you know that television show.
1: Um, yes. Um, kind of in a way. Okay, I guess, but rather than Dexter, the way Dexter will inject somebody or whatever, and then
0: this guy just okay,
1: he's just blowing people away. Mm. Um. But it's dark. It's got that noir feel that Ed Baker and Sean Phillips stuff often, or more, more often than not, has. Right. But it's not that kind of PI noir kind of feel that a lot of their stuff has. Right. It feels very real. It feels very grounded. And if you ever don't want to accuse anyone of anything, I'm not. I'm not like. <laughs> I'm <laughs> suggesting I have this idea all the time. Right. You right, know, in those right. days when you just think, Do you know, what if there were no rules and I could just. Do this? Why, One day, why doesn't someone just do that? Why does someone just... Excuse me, I'm trying to call you again. Where's my mouse? Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a cough muted for context. Um Yeah, it's it's almost like that thing of like I can't believe someone hasn't done that. You know, what if someone snapped and they just did that? Because you hear about people doing that all the time. This guy does it, Um and it's the the rabbit hole he goes down because of it. Oh, with another sounds good extra psychological level that I did not see coming. That just sounds
0: into. good. I gotta, I gotta. While we're doing it, I'm looking it up and seeing if it's on sale. Good <laughs> luck. This, that's why these. That's why these things are bad, because it makes you want to <laughs> read this. It sounds great. And I have a question regarding. Um, as we keep going, I'll ask it later. But uh, I have a question regarding Baker specifically. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go. We'll get to it later. Okay. Should sure anyone do it now? I was gonna ask who you think the king of image is. I feel what's up with Brewbaker or Kirkman?
1: Probably Kirkman. Yeah. Okay. Brubaker's, I mean they're doing st- oh, I suppose that that was with Image Technically, wasn't it? Friday. Um Oh I dunno, that's tough. Yeah, it's right. Tough. I mean, it's you tough. know you'll always get a good book with Brewbaker and Phillips. I know that there've been maybe one that I didn't like and there's been some stuff I haven't read. But for the most part, you're gonna get a what you could say is like a four or five star rated book with a beginning, middle, and end. (sighs) Good night.
0: Two hundred and seventy-five bucks on Amazon.
1: (gasps) Get out, seriously. Yeah,
0: Yeah. you gotta you gotta keep her there. Good. um, They may re-release it. I'm sure they will. They have like with with a creative team like that, people will go right back to it. Yeah. Because they their reputation just makes you want to try everything else. Yeah,
1: right? I wanted to try that um, Destroyer Monsters, whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. No, um, sure. But I'm kind of they're, they're like a series of graphic novels. So there's new new material in hardcover format.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, like that Reckless.
1: Reckless. That was yeah. the one. Yeah. Um, but part of me is thinking maybe they'll do maybe they'll do a big volume. So I'm kind of. I don't
0: know what to do. <laughs> mm, yeah, I got to get the next volumes of the uh, Lux of Criminal. I know the volume three is available, but the volume two is now unavailable. So it's like, do I get volume three and miss? the It's like I can't. It's just this stupid collector thing in my head. I got to get oh, it. No, in no, order. no, I did
1: the same. So, well, i missed completely.
0: So. Um, good pick. Definitely want to read it. I'm gonna stick with that team. I'm gonna cool. go. With, I'm gonna go with the fade out. Ah. Oh. so good yeah it's 12 issues or so of a noir old hollywood era mystery and it just seems so authentic it the art everything about it is just a perfect marriage of of story and art and you really get brought back to that time you start to get you start to really feel certain ways about these characters um and also recognizing like Hollywood has always been like this. So for all of, for all this sudden corrective behavior, it's just like, you just got caught too many times. That's all yeah. it comes down to.
1: Yeah. No, That's very it. much so. It's, it's sordid, it's the sordid secret history almost, isn't it? Yeah. He's fascinated with it. So apparently I think he, I think his, one of his parents was in Hollywood.
0: I think his grandfather, something like, I think his grandfather, he oh, said was it his grandfather. grandfather.
1: Yeah. Go, yeah, that sounds right.
0: He wrote, yeah, I think he put it, cause they have that nice deluxe, Soft cover edition of it, really worth the money. Great story. I even handed it to my wife. I'm like, Here, just read this. You don't got to know anything. It's just a book, basically. Yeah. And I mean, if, if a person doesn't like comic books because they think of superheroes and all of that jazz, I, I defy you to try this and say that this isn't engaging.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't it's know. Okay. Hooks you, even though you don't know why. You're like, who's everybody? And you start to, you, it makes you like go back and be like, oh, that's the same guy from that party. Or, uh-huh. you know, oh, that's the guy who said this to him in the alley. And then you start seeing even like that recurring villain or that character. It's like, why is he always around the corner? Who is that guy? Yeah. It's just right. It's just they, right. They did the same with Fatal. Fatal's another mm-hmm.
1: good one. I don't want to spoil anything. Sorry. That could be a future pick. I'm not going to say much. But like you've got <laughs> stuff like Fatal that does that. You know, their, their stuff is they've got a good it's not necessarily a formula.
0: No. But they have a, they have they got a cookbook. They got recipes they go to, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And why not? Stick together. You're you're knocking it out of the park.
1: Yeah, every time. Every time. It's funny that they actually worked on a I don't want to be a two off two parks This is IDW reference, but um they collected a, a, a good chunk of Darwin Cook's Parker comics in a really nice martini edition volume, right? And then there were a couple more that were missing, or one more that was missing. So they collected that and then they put in a new story from Brew Baker and Phillips. I think if it had been anyone else, it would have felt wrong.
0: Mm, I hear what you, you know, mean. You're going yeah. like, what are you how can you possibly put yourself in a Darwin Cook book?
1: Right. <laughs> a Darwin Cook book at this point.
0: <laughs>
1: you, perfect. I was it was like, yep, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I want to I, – yeah, no, that's cool. They, they belong there.
0: It's fine. Right. You're all fine. I totally – yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean completely. It's true. They kind of can – as a team, you basically give them carte blanche on anything. Yeah. Ed Rubaker, Sean Phillips, Superman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the best Superman story ever now. Like what are you guys going to do? Probably,
1: they probably would.
0: Yeah. It's just a, a – it's Chris Somney, Mark Wade. There's just certain teams where you trust – the team at hand. Like they're not gonna do something together that's gonna suck. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, the F- fade fade no, like out. That. Highly recommend Fade Out. And you don't have to have so any good. sort of comic book background to read it. Other than knowing no. that the paid how to read the art from left to right and down. I think it's fairly simple. Kind of six panel. Yeah, very simple. Isn't
1: it? Yeah. It's a great choice. That's a great choice. That is one of my highest rated books.
0: Yeah, and again, their first two picks, Brubaker and Phillips. That's why I said, who are the kings of Image? Because Brubaker's stuff is across the board, somebody's favorite. Yeah. It's really good.
1: Yeah. It's amazing stuff. Next. Okay, I'm going to go for a bit of a random one, not to be random, for the sake of it. Yeah, right. I was reading this book on a bus. (laughs) Yeah. Try hard. I was reading this book on a bus, and I shouldn't have been. Um, Because it's It's a disturbing book. Um, And it's very, very graphic and violent. So it's recently been re-released under Albatross Funny Books. um,
0: Because that's Eric Powell's own publishing company. Okay. But when it was first released, it was released as an image title. It's Big Man
1: Plans, which is a a 4 issue series about a very, very, very diminutive guy who's on a revenge trip. And it is... It's so good and it's horrifying. It's so dark.
0: I love you said the diminutive guy. And I look at the cover. <laughs> like, what's the of the
1: book. <laughs> <laughs> He's very, very short.
0: Right, 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 right. Peter Dinklage, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He could be, Peter Dinklage could play him in the film.
0: It kind of looks like him in that, in that cover a little bit from first glance.
1: <laughs> yeah. It could work, you know, right. Um, Yeah, it's just four issues, and it's it's a revenge story. I like that.
0: I like that you picked the four issues because there's a lot of good image books that aren't more than six issues. Yeah, yeah. There's
1: tons, you know. And that's the thing. Like, if you try something out, doesn't mean you got to you got to commit to
0: fifty-five issues or saga's going to be what hundred? I think. Is that what it is? I'm not sure. Apparently, so that's a perfect. Which is rare.
1: That's very rare. That's very rare.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's true.
1: What, what do you yes. feel is the
0: sweet spot, just the right amount?
1: I like, I like, like, an 18-issue run. That is that's nice. Because nice. you've got, like, a year and a half's worth of storytelling. Yeah. Um, you've got enough time to build up your characters. Yeah. You've got time for the creative team to get, I mean, especially if it's a team that haven't worked together before.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's
1: a good, that's a nice chunk.
0: I was going to say 36 but yeah. it's 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 the double the amount. I feel like eighteen is is a sweet spot too. It's got to be eighteen for me. Eighteen thirty six. One of those uh-huh. m- uh, multiples of each other. I don't know yeah. why. I feel like it just there's a completeness to both of those. That year and a half to year and a half, like three years. Yeah. But yeah. you you really get a, a f- if you if you need more, it's like Wonder Woman, Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang. Yeah. 35, 36 issues. Perfect. Yeah, done. That's all you need. Thanks very much. I don't know if, it depends uh,
1: what the story needs. Yeah. So, you know, but, um, I mean, 12 is good, but if you get 18, it's like, oh, they mean it.
0: Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. You
1: know, I can't explain it any other way.
0: It's so weird, but I I completely get what you mean by, just a little more than 12 usually can take you to where you got to go. Yeah. Get that little bit more. (laughs) We're not talking inches here. (laughs) No, we're not talking 12 ish issues. (laughs) We always end up talking about dick. (laughs) Um
1: sorry, that was Big Man Plans by Eric Powell.
0: Okay. When when we decided Big Man Plans. Do they is this still on the shelf?
1: They've just re-released it as an extended edition. So So but it's from Albatross uh, Moneywherex, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. So you got the 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 OG version. Okay. When we did this, this uh, decision, we made the decision to do this episode, I, I started to read just a bunch of image again, just to check to see if there was something I was missing. Or So I happened to, one of the things that I th- read first, after we decided to do this, was Firepower. Oh, okay, cool. I think it's a, a, it's a great jumping on point for somebody who has some comic book knowledge or none. But if you like Iron yeah. Fist, this is what Iron Fist could be. Yeah. It's really, really great.
1: Is this uh, your pick?
0: This is my pick. Firepower is cool. my pick. Because I feel that Robert Kirkman, he knows how to keep the pages turning. Yeah, he does. He really does. And I really like that he gets out of, um, what's the artist's name? Chris Somney's oh, way. Yeah. Chris Somney, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, you're right. And it doesn't make you read it faster. It makes you stop and look at the storytelling. Yeah. Which I think is, is when comics is doing, working its magic best is when you, the writer says, I'm not going to say anything no more, but look at what I wrote and look at what, uh, he, look at what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what? Because it matters. Suddenly that, that elimination of words makes them say, the art matters, pay attention. And we don't do that enough sometimes when you get into that rhythm of reading comics.
1: It's it's funny because I've spoken to so many people who don't read comics because pretty much everyone I know doesn't read comics. Um, And they've said, oh, I thought it was all about the artwork every single time. I thought it was all about the artwork. Well, actually, we kind of seem to be more writer led these days, but the perfect creative team is a creative team yeah you know it's like saying the writing is the most important thing in a film it's the same it's a, you know there is a very big differentiation between comics and films but they're probably the closest mediums in terms of a yeah. visual medium
0: yeah
1: um, <clears throat> so but yeah it's it's like the, the pictures are as important as the speaks so it's got to work together and when it does you know like like you're saying like when they give each other room it's like when Larry Larry uh, Hammer decided not to include the script in the G.I. Joe issue. Don't need it. I can't remember. I, I don't know if it was more complicated than that, actually, and they didn't have time, whatever it was. But the decision was made, and the story works. You don't need any words. Sometimes that happens. But writing is also, you know, it's the beats. It's the deciding what direction everything's going. It's not always about the dialogue on a page.
0: Yeah, but it's a, mar- it's, it's a perfect marriage of just like real life when you observe a person's body language and behavior and then you hear what you say, and hear what they say, and you combine the two to come to a proper conclusion. Yeah. That's, that's the way you're supposed to communicate. And comic books does that in still pictures, but when, when an artist is, and a writer are able to, like you said, make that work where it feels fluid as you're yeah. reading it, it's like, I almost can see it move.
1: Yeah. Cause <laughs> it's, it's a very kinetic very, book as well. Firepower.
0: Very. And it, I think one of the
1: things as well that I felt with it, that I didn't necessarily feel at the start of the walking dead or invincible, um, was that his, his character writing is, it's really good now. Like they're very believable, relatable characters. Very, very rapidly, you know, very quickly, very early on. Um, I think his writing's gotten a lot better because back in the early days it was okay, but some of it's a bit shaky. Some of some of the characters are a bit shaky. Like like I love those books, and I don't want to talk about them too much right now, just in case. But um, I think like, you can see he's mastered his craft. Yeah. Kirkman is he's good. He knows he, the, he, you're going to get. You get firepower, you're going to get a great book. Yeah, even if it's ridiculous at times.
0: Yes, it's it's a great. God damn good. That's that's the thing and I I want to I want to pick things that are undeniable.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Cuz cuz if and I, and so far we've had some people actually say like hey, you've helped me steer me to, to certain to buy a certain book or whatever, which is cool. Like we don't get paid for it, but that's kind of the point of doing this. Like we want yeah. you to read something that will be worth your money. And if you're not sure, we'll give you fair takes. Maybe not yeah. the right one either way, but we'll give you different viewpoints that are both fair yeah so yeah, everything you've picked so far it. i haven't read um i haven't read any of the books you picked but the creative oh, yeah. teams like kill or be killed sounds like definitely you're gonna you're gonna get your money's worth yeah and I, I yeah so remember that folks as you listen these are gonna be things that as far as image goes it's very undeniable because even if you have different tastes, unlike Marvel and DC, there's so much baggage of just like brand loyalty, character history, this reboot, yeah. that reboot. That's not the case here. These are just good kick ass books.
1: Yeah, exactly. They are great books. And and like it's that creative freedom, again.
0: Okay. And you get and you get even with their like deluxe editions, however you choose to read them, you always get a little bit more.
1: Yeah, you do.
0: You know, like I found it's that like getting those
1: extras in the creative process and yeah, it's like DVD extras from do you remember those? Yeah. DVD extras.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like when you're <laughs> when you're reading Paper Girls, it's like you're you're going into a movie theater with this book. Yeah, and you don't suffer with advertisements the same way as you do with the, the big publishers. Which uh-huh. is, it's a very different reading experience.
1: It's a completely different reading experience. Yeah. It's better. And it's, again, it's like that. You know, there isn't an editorial team saying, like you said, they're not saying, no, you can't do this. You mm-hmm. can't do that with
0: Spider Man. Okay. They're going, what's your story? Okay, sounds good. And there is probably some editorial guidance. You want it. You need it. You need someone Everyone to, needs look to, look to it be told if you something like,
1: does or doesn't work.
0: Yeah, this will be better this way. <laughs> but when you get told, like, no, you can't tell that story. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah so what was your um, firepower that's the one for me Number so it's firepower and fade out fade concept. out good
1: okay. yeah. choices
0: thank you thank you when Dave is pleased you know you got the right ones
1: <laughs> <laughs> the miserable bastard is happy about something <laughs> god damn, miserable English people so is it me it's you okay I have chosen um John Arcudi and James Harron. Um, I read the description for for this book, which is basically a god gets into a fight outside a bar, um, and then the barman gets drawn into a whole life of craziness from there on. I'm kind of like, I don't care who's doing it. I don't recognize the names. I'd read John Arcudi stuff before, but I didn't twig it. Um, I'm like, I'm buying this book. I'm buying the book and it's a rumble. Um, Six volumes. James Harran does the art for the first three, I think, and then it's David Rubin. It was a little bit of a shift. If you've not seen David Rubin's art, it's quite intense. I love his stuff. But the first time I saw it, because it wasn't James Harran, I just went, I
0: miss him. Yeah, yeah, I get that.
1: The designs are brilliant and there's tons of monster designs. This is literally about. A God, who's kind of lost a lot of his power, trying to reclaim his his body. Essentially, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, and he ends up just fighting tons of demons. And this guy and his best mate get drawn in. And it's the arguments he has with his girlfriend and stuff because of you know the life he's suddenly finding himself involved in. Um, it's very tongue in cheek. It's very very funny, um, and it's just I don't. It's it, there again, few characters, but it's some of it's the art spectacle. Some of it is just the pure fun of it. But it's just, it's a great throwaway. Not I don't to say throwaway, like it's bad. It's just an upbeat series, you know. It doesn't need to be hugely deep, you know. It's not like, in terms of the fade out, it's quite a heavy story, and it's quite serious, and like, oh, that's dark, man, the stuff that they were doing. This is just pure fun, pure fun comics, and I can't recommend it highly enough.
0: Rumble. So that's Rumble. Okay, another one to add to the list. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man, everything that I don't know. I know. No, I'm just kidding. This is good. That's. It's always good to have uh, things to look forward to. Reading that you haven't given a try yet, or know like, hey, there's this there as well. Try it. Don't be scared. Yeah. Ooh, now the list is getting tight. Cause I, I'm gonna take it. Do it. Um, it's not on my list. I'm not sure why. Oh. Like, I made a list of all the image books I've read, and I missed one. But it's definitely in my top five image books. Murder Falcon.
1: Oh, how did not I get Murder Falcon on my list?
0: Oh, Murder Falcon. Five stars. Eight issues of just letting the metal out. If you're a music fan of any kind, or if you just like a good old fashioned classic rock and roll heavy metal, this is a superhero team. It's like this I don't even know how to describe it. It's like having Beta Ray Bill as your superhero by your side, but he's powered by heavy metal.
1: Yeah. Like fighting kaiju.
0: Fighting kaiju. Fighting like it's so cool. It's ridiculous. It's it's kind of
1: there was I don't want to spoil this either, but there, there was something in Stranger Things.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. When I saw that in Stranger Things, I thought uh, of Murder Falcon. Yeah. And I totally. said And and all the stuff that was kind of irritating me about Stranger Things this season, I'm like, these episodes are too long. What's this Russian storyline? Oh. But I got to that point and I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> And I and I love it.
1: Shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have worked.
0: I love the whole season because of it. Like it just made me just relinquish, like stop being such a dick and wanting things the old way, and Uh. just go with this nonsense. This is the best. Yeah, they're in the upside down, and the guy (laughs) is shredding on the top, and just bats are flying. (laughs) Like yeah, it was wicked. It's
1: so metal, but it's it's like
0: (laughs) that's that's how Murder
1: Falcon feels. it was the same feeling
0: yeah yeah that's exactly how and it had so like shockingly so much heart yeah i wasn't expecting that that's the that's the thing that's the thing it blindsides you and gut punches you like nothing Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you're just almost like did this just oh this is this, this this shit's real yeah Guys, any guys, gals, whoever's listening, you gotta get Murder Falcon.
1: It's Daniel Warren Johnson.
0: Daniel Warren Johnson can do no wrong in my book.
1: He's winning at living right now.
0: I'm Daniel Warren Johnson, if you can hear me. Come back on the podcast. Like I've been
1: This is not a seance.
0: Yeah. But I've, if you can hear us. I've emailed him, DM'd him, I sound like such a loser, but he's been on the show before and he's such a super humble, cool dude. Like Everything you'd want in a someone to admire, like it's just there. Yeah, just great guy. I hope, I, like, and I love his work. I genuinely love his work. Shout out to Shane Heron, if you're listening, because I he introduced me to Daniel Warren Johnson.
1: Was that on? Um, was that Murder Falcon? Which series? Was no, it?
0: he messaged me a few years ago. Me and my friend Martin Slam Duncan, who does the Sketchalmanias, and said, uh, just sent a picture. Because this is the best book right now, Extremity. Because you got to read it. Yeah, I got
1: Volume One, and I still haven't got Volume Two, and I keep going. I need to get Volume Two, and then I'll read
0: it. Another, another twelve issues of perfection. Just so good, and so off of the strength of that, I got. I asked him to be on the show, and then he was just starting *Murder Falcon* at the time. Right. And I was just so thrilled to to be able to speak to him because after that, it was just. Everything he did is just rock solid. His Wonder Woman Dead Earth five stars. Oh, so good! Beta Ray Bill, so good.
1: I read that. I need to read it.
0: Yeah, just he's just he's just on point, and he doesn't overwhelm his stay, which is part of the the strength of his art. Like he knows uh, how when it's over. That's good. Yeah. Murder Falcon. Not like,
1: not like your Marvel or DC. Members.
0: No, no, no. But that's why I liked his beta ray bill was that five issues.
1: <laughs> yeah, blam Dan.
0: Yeah. Really good. All right, dude, your turn.
1: Okay. My number two is um it's it might sound a little similar to the last one. Mm-hmm. But it's basically one of those things where you describe it, you think like, God, I hope this do, does it justice, but it's really hard to do it justice. It's almost like mashing up Conan with Zelda. Um, so it's Headlopper, mm-hmm. And it features,
0: it's by um, Andrew, Andrew McLean. Okay. Um, so he's writing and art. He's got a very distinctive style. That is a nice looking book. I've been hesitant to, to buy it, but for the oh, price, don't the price point that it is, it looks like you get your money's worth.
1: You do well. I think they're
0: they're like yeah. 40,
1: 48 page issues, so yeah. it's four issues, but it's like eight issues, um, unless I'm mistaken. But yeah, so it's a nice you get a nice chunk of book. I gotta
0: get those. And uh, it's just
1: it's funny because you read it and you think like, oh, if this is the only story that ever happens. That's fine. It was brilliant. And it's basically he's on a he gets the job to go and kill monsters, and he's known as the Head Lopper
0: because he chops their heads off. Um, But he's going around with a, a witch's head tied onto his belt, and she insults him all the way through. Ah, I gotta um, get it.
1: And it is it's cutesy looking, yeah, but it's not a cute book, and it's not a kid's book. And even if it was, like, who gives a shit? It's it's a it's a great. It's a great story. There are a ton of characters and a ton of. I mean, look at the back cover. Obviously, it's a visual. Sorry, people listening, but that's like all the characters just in this book alone. He's he throws everything in there, and and it is a real labor of love book. Um, And that's why it it just feels great. They actually sold um, plushies, plush of Agatha's head. I really wanted one, but I just couldn't afford it at the time. But I really wanted that witch head in my house.
0: It's in the I cart. Just, I love this but that book is in the cart because uh he's scheduled to be on the podcast. Oh. So, we got to we got to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seemed, I've only heard good things. Only good things. It's Very much in the same vein as a Daniel Warren Johnson. The kind yeah. of
1: well, oh no, it wasn't um ah damn it. There is a, actually a, a kind of crossover Oh. So one issue of Rumble, and okay. I thought, oh, yeah, because he did a crossover. It wasn't only one chance. It was James Harren. So he does, there is an issue of Rumble where they both appear together, mm-hmm. and um the main character from Rumble. I love that book, can't remember his name. <laughs> but yeah,
0: um, John Arcudi. Um, well, it's, it was James, James Harren? Harren comes back to do the art, even though he left oh, by that oh. point. But
1: it's the character's name, and now I just can't remember. Oh,
0: I see, I see, I see, I see, I see.
1: Oh, not person. You're a whole anyway,
0: person. <laughs> I know I'm a shit.
1: There, there's four um, bodies of Headlopper out at the moment, I think. It's four. Yeah,
0: I think you're um, right.
1: I'm desperate for a fifth. I'm desperate. Please. And, and the thing is, what's happening as well as it's gone on, um, there is clearly a bigger story to tell. So oh. it's, it pays off.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm realizing as we get closer to the end, there's a lot of things that I'd like to list. And yeah. not listing Sounds them strange. not listing them has nothing to do with how much I like them, to be honest. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. I'm going to go with this one because it's personally meaningful to me. And I know you're not a fan of this writer at all, but I really love Black Science. Rick Remender and Matt Scalera, Black Science.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't mind Rick. Oh, shiz. There are some books I love. I either love his stuff or I really, really don't like it.
0: You like Deadly Class, right?
1: The first volume—I've already read the first volume because I want to wait till Volume Four comes out and read the whole lot. Volume One—I loved it so much. Okay. It was so 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 five five stars. Five, I'll give it six stars.
0: How, did you read uh, Black Science? I think you did. I've
1: got it. But I've not read it yet. Okay. I think I've read the first six issues. Okay. I didn't bought the book.
0: He's got um. <laughs> he's got a thing like he's got tropes. Rick Remender has certain. Just like Tom King does, just like there's the you start noticing that these writers have a certain type of story they go with, right? Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. But his stuff, I feel, is um, very uh, introspective. Yeah. Very psychological. He talks a lot about uh, having gone through therapy and maturing and becoming a very kind of different person in his life. And he yes. usually tells stories of low lives redeeming themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: And I like that story. But my, my first one that really hit me, I guess because it just things – dialogue within it resonated with me to the point where I would repeat it to people. And yeah. black science had a lot of moments like that. And it's just okay. – it, it's a book of – it's a typical Rick Reminder book of dimension hopping. And dealing with yourself in different realities. Or dealing with things that are somewhat familiar in different realities and trying to make sense of it all. Which I think is awesome. But the Matteo Scalera art is so cool to look at. Oh,
1: his art is awesome.
0: It's like the, the, the way the characters are, he has that... He draws them with that very angular kind of facial expressions. But it's the right way to draw these characters that are somewhat like sharp and uncomfortable and you don't really know how to feel about them because being in their presence makes you like uncertain you know Ah, oh, cool yeah yeah. so i felt like that in his art but just that that sort of sense of failing but also ambition and slacker in, in the main character of, of grant mckay who his whole family is basically in a lost in space sort of story and his, yeah, and his kids are in it, but it's very adult. It is not. It's, it's, it's not for kids. It's not a kid book.
1: No, no, it's definitely not. I think it's kind of in the vein. I mean, like when you think about how popular the, the multiverse concept is at the moment, it was doing that. It was leaning into that when yeah. a lot of,
0: I guess, independent stuff generally doesn't get to. Or, or you know, yeah, not, It's
1: it, not so much a theme of indie books. Yes, in a way.
0: Yes. And and I think I think that because he uses that there's a lot of shocking things that can happen that may or may not count. Which is kind of a cool part to be on in the journey. Yeah. So I haven't finished it. I have all the volumes now and I just wanted to wait for it to all finish and I wanted to go back from the beginning to read it again to see if it how it held up. But there was stuff that just in his dialogue where it just made me understand things about my life differently and things about myself. So I think not everyone's going to have that experience, but this one was like a personal pick of something that resonated with me. It was like, that's exactly how I've been feeling, but I've never known how to say it. I couldn't Uh, explain that feeling inside of me. And that book did it.
1: It's funny because he does talk about the kind of stuff that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Yeah, you know that kind of darker side. Yeah, like a lot of his stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting take. I think like the, I mean, sorry, you're saying about not being a fan. I think there's some books like Low where I think he does that, but it veers into like pretentious territory. Mm-hmm. But there's other books where he does it, and I think he just nails it.
0: Yeah. Um, I get that impression from Black Science, from what
1: I have read, which is only six issues. But I'm desperate to to pick it up.
0: I, I hope you I hope you like it because I know I recommend things that are like your 50-50. Idea. You either love it or it's like, not the one for me. But I hope this one, when you do get into it because you haven't read it yet, I hope it lives up to a little bit of the hype because he didn't like the Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight. And I'm like, oh, man, I could have sworn he would have liked that.
1: <sighs> I love Smallwood, but that story, I'm, I'll, just, I'll try and finish it.
0: Oh yeah, you haven't finished it yet. Okay. okay no, I'm two uh, thirds of the way
1: through. I'm just okay. Like,
0: oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what's funny, is I understand your pain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I stuck, I stuck with it at points where I'm just like, I'm shaking my head. I'm like, what is this? What's going on? Yeah,
1: and that's I, the feeling I'm getting, and especially like because I know it's not the beginning of Moot Night. No. But it feels like it's trying to be.
0: Yeah.
1: If you're going in fresh, it's probably fine.
0: I went in fresh to kind of get a a, a, a taste of what the character's like and maybe what the show could be. And I found when I watched the show, it made me understand the book a bit more, as silly as that sounds. Because I feel like the show is very much inspired by this series.
1: Okay. I can kind of see that from what
0: I've read. Yeah.
1: I just don't like it.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I get you. It was a it was a quick read, so I was able to go through those pains quite like I didn't live with it too long. Where I'm like, I, you got to shut this. Like I just did. Re- you
1: own the book, by the way. Did you buy it?
0: Yeah, I have the hardcover. Complete. I have the hardcover. Ah, right, right. So reading it like that is just like you just keep going.
1: Yeah, it makes you stick with it. I've had that with, funny enough, an image title. and I haven't included spoilers. I haven't included. <laughs> For this episode, I haven't included any Jeff Lemire stuff in this, um, but I read Royal City by him, and I didn't like the what would be the first two volumes of the trades. Right, I'm "Eh, I'm feeling a little bit drained by this, and then because I bought the hardcover, I thought, you know what, I've got it. I might as well just finish it. Loved it. (laughs) Funny, right? Yeah,
0: I do. I really do think that format changes a reading experience does it really does and i noticed i noticed that the most with when i started reading like a deluxe or an omnibus i'm like oh i can get through the shit different yeah because i'm reading yeah. the whole story and uh-huh. i as opposed to someone else reviewed it recently it was um a, a, a miss marvel volume from the second series post secret wars and it got to this um uh-huh. trade where it was basically a PSA, two stories that are PSAs. What's a PSA? A public service announcement. Oh, okay. It was the agenda volume for sure. And <laughs> I remember reading I remember reading it and she just did this I don't know if it was an arc or even one issue, but it was so such a slog where it's like uh, why are you telling me to vote for Hillary Clinton? Like that's all this issue is. And because I read it in trade it was after all of the things had been settled as far as who won the presidency. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so annoying that this was something they did with this character. Like, stick to the story, please. Like, we interrupt this issue or this series for this. It's like... Not all of us live there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm in this thing for the story, but I had to... It was like that moment in the Spider-Man movies where he has to have the American flag behind him. Oh, I really don't like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. At this point, it's more of a joke when they do it, you know? But uh, anyways, getting back to good comics and image. <laughs> Miss Marvel is a great comic, by the way. I don't mean to disparage it. It was just one issue that was...
1: It is a great comic. It is it really is. Comic.
0: I highly recommend it. Uh, sorry to... You know what? I'll do it after. Go ahead. Black Science is my pick.
1: Okay. So this is my last. Maybe this
0: is my last. number one. Whoa.
1: This is my favorite image series. Okay. Okay. This is my favorite image series.
0: Okay.
1: I'm ready. So, I'm ready. And when you consider everything else that I raved about. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I hope I own this.
1: Um, you don't, and I'm sorry in advance. So <laughs> basically, um it was a book that when I dropped Marvel, I just took a punt on it based on the cover. Okay. Um, which isn't the same artist as the interiors, actually. It's the. Oh, oh just to drag this one out. Um, the covers are by Jenny. I don't know how you pronounce her name. Is it Frison? Frisson. F um, R I S O N. Her artwork is, is stunning. Completely. Um, but the interiors are by Mike Norton, who has a very Paul Pelletier feel to his artwork. And it's written by Tim Seeley, who's known for Nightwing and uh grayson i think he did as well so this is
0: revival uh i've heard you rave about this
1: i love this book so much so okay (laughs) i've I've read the whole series twice um and in the last few years there's very little i've read twice in the space of time (laughs) because i don't have time um i loved it uh did i read it three times maybe i don't know anyway so it's a small town Um, snowy town this is the problem with me my memory is so shocking I can't remember where it is but it's set in a small snowy town in America where one day everyone who died up to a certain point comes back not as zombies they come back they're alive again and they also bring their secrets with them so some people have been murdered some people know things that no one else knows and the more so it's the mystery of how they came back is one thing but underneath that you've got all the mysteries that are, d- are dragged up by the fact that some people have come back and some people they people do know they, they died they disappeared and, you know they may have been killed or they may have drowned or killed themselves or there's tons of mystery in this thing I bought volume one of the deluxe and it's 12 issues. I think the whole thing is actually like, oh, the Magic 36, dude. You'll love that. now. I, I think it's four volumes, so I think it's like 48 issues. Um, I'll have to double check.
0: And it's this it's, episode is so expensive. I gotta buy all these books now. <laughs> <laughs> you picked everything that I don't own, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh god it's 47 issues yeah I'm, I'm
1: just the worst I'm really sorry yeah um, but also not um, but it's great it's like I love a mystery I love a mystery it's, it's like, not until I start reading a book with a mystery in it that I realise how much I love a mystery otherwise I'd probably say officially I like, don't but the way they do it in this book so I read volume one first 12 issues and I'm halfway through the issue and I'm on my phone and I'm ordering book two I think three was out at that point as well <laughs> that's the best I feeling to, I had to carry on
0: yeah I like when that happens because you know it's um, ins- you know that you're 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 in for a, a, a fun ride
1: you are you absolutely are It pays- I mean the thing is the actual reveal when I first read it I wasn't sure how I felt Um, but it doesn't matter because that's the thing the ride is so good right you know Right, so you could, it's like being on a great roller coaster that suddenly stops, <laughs> and you go, "Oh!" But even though you've got that feeling of, "Oh, was it?" It was still great while you were on it. Like this was the craziest ride. Right,
0: right. And this is kind of
1: that, and and the art is fantastic. I love Paul Pelletier, and it's the it's the closest you get to Paul Pelletier in an indie title. Um, Tim Seeley's writing on this is fantastic. I don't, I think he's he's a better writer in his independent stuff than he is in yeah. his mainstream.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I haven't read I, – I can't think of anything that I've read of his independent stuff. But you can tell through his stuff, his mainstream stuff, that there's that thing that you can go – this guy can go somewhere cool if you let him. Yeah. Let him you right. Sometimes you get that sense with certain writers. I find that with yeah. Jeff Lemire when he's on a big two book. There's some times where it's like, No you got to just let him go where he needs to go. Yeah. Because if he's got to play in this sandbox with your rules, it's, he's not going to be at his best.
1: Why, why even bring him in? That's why sometimes they do that. they got their popular right? Let's bring him in. Yeah. And you're like, just leave him alone. Let him keep doing their indie stuff that works. Let's bring yeah. him in, and then we'll tell him what they have to write. That's not the point.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, some I'm... of it is a, is a thing where they, they're big fans. Jeff Lemire is a huge superhero fan. That's the whole point of Black Hammer. Yes. Um.
1: Which is also a great book. Not an image, book, but also a great book. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can totally understand why he, he'd do some stuff with Marvel and DC. But, um, yeah, the freedom's not there. And when he does his indie stuff, for the most part, it's just incredible. I and find so his, valiant,
0: his valiant stuff is him being able to do what he'd like to do at Marvel or DC. Right. And you're like, oh, that'd be wicked. He a bloodshot, for a bit, didn't he? he? Did really cool bloodshot. It's like oh. it's like old man Logan mixed with the Punisher and Deadpool.
1: What? Okay, you're costing me now. It, it, that's
0: that's the feel that when he writes it, I, or even the character itself when he writes it, because he does these old. He did like a basically an old man Logan esque story with bloodshot, but bloodshot is like is like the Deadpool slash Punisher. Like you can't kill him. He's, oh, right. he, he's this mashup of th- those type of characters, but also with like a death stroke to him. Okay. You know what I mean? Try. So, yeah, it's it's hard to pin it down, but those are all there because he keeps coming back. Right. Was but they're, that Bloodshot reborn, Rebirth or Reborn? Or? Reborn, Bloodshot Reborn. But yeah, all of, right. all of the Bloodshot from, from Valiant in the last from 2012 to I'm not sure where they're at now I haven't read anything recent recent but um, if his name was on it at Valiant I, I recommend it
1: I think the free I can't remember who did the free comic book day issue but that was a bloodshot story in that and it's, it was good I was sold on that straight off like eight pages or whatever it was like give me, give me the book
0: I haven't read a Valiant comic that I didn't like even if I didn't love it I've always liked it uh-huh. that I can say for sure cool but we're still talking about image Okay.
1: Their own image. So it's your <clears throat> it's your last one, man. No pressure.
0: Since you never mentioned any of the ones I thought we would mention, I don't know if I should. But I don't know what <laughs> to pick now because they're two of my favorite comic book series of all time.
1: Can I guess what they are?
0: Of course you can.
1: Do you want me to say it? Yeah, yeah. Paper Girls, Invincible. Absolutely.
0: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what do we have for them? Yeah, that's it. Disney oh, girls, girls are so good.
1: They're both so good.
0: Yeah. I, I can't... If someone were... Like I've said, we I've listed them on, you know, New to Readers or, you know, Best Compendium, whatever it is. However yeah. you want to read them, they're great. Uh, I guess they'd be my number one for both. But if I'm not going to list them, which I'd like to... You know, I've talked about them so much. They do get dropped in quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh both... Um,
1: Really
0: love them though. Yeah, they're fine. I think we choose Paper
1: Girls.
0: Really? Yeah. It's shorter. It's just much shorter.
1: It's stronger throughout. Invincible took me a while to get into it. Whereas Paper Girls I love from the get go.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, it's true. Paper Girls, you're, you're in it right away. And I think if you like anything like Stranger Things, it'll. It'll scratch that image. It's got that vibe with. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that it's got, but it came out almost around the same time as the first season, so it was like yeah. a good sort of one off the other, very different but somewhat familiar.
1: Yeah, there are certain elements that are in both purely coincidentally.
0: Really, really coincidentally, and it's got a little yeah. bit of a Back to the Future sort of feel to it. It's yeah, yeah. it's good, really good. It's really good. Um. I'm gonna pick something different. Yeah. What didn't I have here? Black sign, Paper. Oh, man. I think I. The things that I like more, I've already picked. So this isn't my favorite. Okay. But something I've read recently Crossover.
1: Oh, yeah, I have read that.
0: Crossover from Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw is the most meta self referential comic book. You'll ever read. And honestly, it's the dialogue in it sounds like conversations we've had. I feel like you're saying the things that Donny Cates recognizes about comic book tropes and what creators do and how full of themselves they are. Like he's making fun of all of them, killing comic book creators in his book. Uh Aren't the
1: characters from Powers in it?
0: The characters. Oh my God, I never mentioned Powers. The characters from Powers, all, all the characters are in it. Everybody's in it. Madman is in it. Invincible is really? in it. It's, it because it's, the, it's a universe collision. So imagine like, uh, I guess, Hickman with the... Um, Secret Wars. Secret Wars. What would they call it? An incursion. So an incursion yeah. occurs where the comic book world comes into the world of their creators... So some of them are like like, Kirkman has, a, has a, a scene in it. Spoilers. But he's got a scene in it with characters from The Walking Dead who've got some bones to pick with him. Because <laughs> this is – does it help to have read a lot of this stuff? It
1: probably doesn't – it's probably not a new reader's book, is it?
0: It's definitely not a new reader's book. I think that for someone like yourself – you might love it or hate it, but because it's got the superhero <laughs> element to it, it's got the. Um, he, he makes fun of himself a lot. He, uh, yeah, it's really cool. I don't know why. Okay. I almost feel like is it is it wrong to like something so self referential? But no, he, not
1: if it works.
0: Yeah, it works because I feel like it's the stuff me and you say to each other in our like our private conversations. Is
1: it finished?
0: No. It's not finished, but there's two volumes of it out, and they're really fun. Okay. Chips Zdarsky makes a cameo. And and because <laughs> I don't want to spoil nothing. It's just so it's so neat. And the way the art okay. works, too, is like Jeff Shaw draws the real world a certain way, but the comic book characters who are in it have the old school dots. Okay. Sunday's yeah, so you know that they're the comic book character? Uh-huh. And that's how it's almost like when you watch a Who Framed Roger Rabbit or like those those movies where there's an animated person and a cartoon yeah. in it together. You know who's what, but they're both characters. Like the power, okay. the characters from Powers interrogate you.
1: Oh, that was it. Right? That was it. Yeah, I figured that. I I think I knew they were in some
0: capacity. They interrogate their creator. Right. And he's like, oh my gosh, how many words do I write? (laughs) (laughs) Is this all written by? Donny. Cates. Cates. Okay. He's
1: not like got those people to do their own dialogue or
0: anything. No, he's just gotten their permission to use their creator own stuff. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, because you see a battle in like the city, let's say, and it's like, just keep your eye out. That's it's one of those books to keep your eye out. And so the what's referenced is almost as fun as the story. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to oversell it because I feel like you're going to hate it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm I that bad.
0: No, I just feel like Dave would like this. And then you're like, not for me. And I'm like, no, I recommended that. I made him read a book that he didn't like. It's not you never like that. Anything that what day you get me. I guess that's true. You know, but you I do it. Like, but you do it with uh, great. You do it like I don't know. You do it with a, a certain. I like it when no one says they don't like something as well as you do because you're never <laughs> mad at people who do love it. You never be like, well, you're dumb. You never have that attitude, and I like that. Okay, like I, I remember to
1: maintain
0: that. Cause you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I hated it, but I'm really happy you liked it. Like you're, you're probably, you know, the reason why you like it. I missed it. Yeah,
1: and that's I'm, the that's the thing with any of this stuff, isn't it? Films, like TV, music, whatever it. it is.
0: Yeah, it's better to be like that. It's okay to be honest. Like I, I, get you like it. I'm gonna make sure I, I let you know when that's released in a deluxe version of it.
1: Yeah, you know, I want to. I, I, I think it probably will be. It's hard to tell though with image.
0: Yeah. I yeah, that will that. be. That will be. Crossover will be. I it think should so.
1: be, surely, considering. But I mean, they've got some great. So they've got like Bits of Root coming up mm-hmm. as an omnibus. They've got. So I'm reading this up a list. I'm not, I am not. haven't memorized this. They've got Swing, which is a bit of a surprise because, like, you know, I imagine that being a difficult self. You know, some people just go, it's just born. It's like, huh. it's not. There is a story. It's a porny story, but it's, you know, it's it's actually quite a good book. Um Ascender is coming out, Philadelphia, Um Ice Cream Man is coming up very soon as well. Interlux. They're doing it's a mix in yeah. there. It's not just the stuff that's getting all the hype. Ice Cream Man's getting tons of hype. And
0: incidentally, that well, I do have a I do have a list of those that didn't make it, which I'm sure you have as well. I got plenty. Can I just say, um, a lot I I know I don't I know people are mixed on the radar. I tend to like almost every Mark Millar image book.
1: Oh cool. With like, um What I did
0: I like I love Huck. On. I love Huck. Huck was great. Starlight's a lot of fun. Oh, I haven't read that. Uh I liked Empress with Stuart Eminem. I, I, yeah. <sighs> I liked Chrono Yeah. I liked Chrono I think it was Sean Phillips.
1: Yeah, it was. I didn't read that either.
0: I liked God. Reborn, Prodigy, uh, even Jupiter's Legacy with Frank Quiley. It's good. It's just all good. I've not read any of those books. Uh, for me, you read, you read Huck. I saw you did a review. I read Huck. No, oh, you're right. I did read yeah. Huck. Um, yeah. I've been snooping your page to see what you reviewed. <laughs> Stalker. Um, but yeah, all of the Mark Millar stuff that I've read from Image... I liked it. And I know he writes them basically as TV pilots. I get it.
1: Well, I don't know. No, the thing is, I mean, he actually, in an interview on Scroobius Pips podcast, um, he said, it makes no sense that people are accusing me of this. Like, when, when you think about it. And the thing, he's being legit. He said, like, I've already got a deal with Netflix. If I want to make a TV series, I'll make the TV series. I like writing comics. So people are going, you're just doing it to be like a film. Like, I'm not. I don't need to. I've already got the deal, (laughs) so like, it does seem that way. Yeah, but apparently he's not. I I think I did read. uh, What was the one? Was it Nemesis with the Mm -hmm. the kind of evil Batman? I never read that. I think I read that. I think that was all right.
0: And and the thing is, I avoided Mark Millar's. Like, never read Kingsman. Never read. It's all right. I never read Wanted.
1: That's good.
0: Yeah. Because I would hear mixed things when people would talk about that book. Some people liked it, some people didn't. Um, there's plenty Kick of stuff ass. that Kick I would... Kick-Ass isn't
1: as good as the film.
0: But the whats the the Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. The film's better? The film's better. Okay.
1: The film's funny and the comic isn't.
0: Okay. Yeah, see, I never read Kick-Ass, although I like Ramita. However, when I gave certain things a chance, like I, liked, I liked the Ralph Albuquerque look with Huck. That art it reminded me of like a Superman story. So, what did I give it? Gave Do you four. remember? I think you gave four stars. Did I? Yeah, you liked it.
1: Okay. He he
0: is good though. I mean, like some of
1: my favorite. In fact, talking about the the big two stuff, that a lot of it doesn't get very high ratings for me. His big two stuff generally does. Uh, Ultimates is it's brilliant. I loved great, it. Great, great book. You know? I, I mean
0: I know some people go like, yeah, but it's not the proper Avengers. But well, that's the point. Yeah. Um. It's, it's a fantastic War. series. Civil War, yeah, it's my favorite event. I think probably. All Logan is a strong story for me. I liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah, some great stuff. Yeah, he's he's. There's he's, very few misses actually.
0: I think so. yeah, like it's a pretty safe bet. It's a pretty pr- safe uh, bang for your buck when you like if you just want a easy story to get into and pretty much guaranteed somewhat satisfaction. Mark Millar's a safe bet for image books. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs>
1: You're very, you're really unsatisfied. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they're uh, your
1: um, misses.
0: That and um, Seven to Eternity. I haven't finished it, but oh. it's another reminder of Jerome Mopena's artwork. Just stop and look at it. I don't know That's why coming saying. out.
1: Why wasn't that on my list?
0: <clears throat> oh, I know why. It's because it's like, it's bigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big book. I mean, I don't know if you've read Lazarus. That's really good. As well Lazarus as a, is
1: good, but I've only read one volume.
0: Okay. Velvet was so really good.
1: Velvet was good. Oh man, I didn't get Velvet. Um, Carmen, which came out only recently, was very good. Okay. Which is a six issue series, but mm-hmm. uh, Gil and March, it's all about death, mm. um, but in a very light way. Um, also had Trees. We've mentioned most everything, and do you know we haven't mentioned. We have kind of mentioned it, but we haven't mentioned whether or not it's any good. So, Walking Dead, which I've only read half of it, and I and it's a five star. That is a that is an amazing series. Like the first few issues, like I think the first eight to ten, I wasn't that sold on the
0: dialogue, and then as it gets going, it just keeps paying off and paying off. And only paying reason off. I didn't list it is because I never read it, right. So it's not to say I don't recommend it.
1: I haven't listed anything I haven't finished.
0: Right, and I didn't. And we didn't list saga because I I haven't read it.
1: Yeah, that is another. That is great. Yeah, every time I love it. I know there's some filth in there, but I love filth. So (laughs) what's the problem?
0: (laughs) As always, the top ten, top five, however you want to look at it, they're always fun, and there's always going to be exciting things to read afterwards. So if if you're listening and you've been thinking about uh, books to try out, series to try, and you're too overwhelmed with the big two which I don't blame you read these books and you're more than guaranteed satisfaction
1: yeah categorically
0: yeah for sure we should do this when you get more into like maybe Valiant we should do a list like this okay I look deal. forward to that but I I need to read more Dark Horse and oh dude there's like so much that. great Dark Horse so stuff much. and there's more
1: great stuff coming
0: yeah yeah, um, I
1: love. I think Dark Horse is my publisher of the year.
0: Cool. We'll get you to give your top five, even if I don't have any. I want to get yours. How about that? Okay, that's a good. That's a good thing. Next time we'll do top five Dark Horse from Dave Molyneux You. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Deal. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to follow the Omniverse Comics Guide Cave of Solitude on Instagram, uh, and both websites as well. We will be coming back to you with more episodes, more comic uh, speakeasies, and uh, just stay tuned. Interviews are on the way as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Talk to you soon.